I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me in part two of Butcher by Nicholas Billon. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one of Butcher, be sure to subscribe through Apple or Google Podcasts or the new CBC Listen app. In part one of Butcher, we meet Inspector Lamb, who is working the graveyard shift on Christmas Eve at a local police station in Toronto. A drugged old man in a Santa hat and a military uniform has been dumped outside the station with a butcher's hook around his neck. Attached to the note is a business card of copyright lawyer Hamilton Barnes with a note that reads, Arrest me. The inspector calls the lawyer into the station to find out who the man is and why the lawyer's card is on him. The lawyer insists he's never seen the man before, but he does know a little about Lavinia, the small country where the old man is from. The inspector puts in a request for a translator, and Elena arrives at the station to help translate. We want to warn our listeners that this play involves difficult themes and graphic scenes depicting sexual assault and violence. It contains graphic language and is not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. This is part two of Butcher by Nicholas Bion. That's quite something. Told you. I'm confused. Are you a nurse or a translator? Nurse, but I'm also on the roster of police interpreters. Not exactly a lot of Lavinians in the city. You're lucky you caught me at the end of my shift. Yeah, makes you believe in Christmas miracles. What is it? Some kind of toenail infection? Doesn't look infected. The wound is surprisingly clean, actually. And just so you know, he doesn't have any toenails. They've been pulled out. What? Like out, out? Yeah. Jesus. Was he tortured? That'd be my guess. Christ. I can still take him to the hospital. Your next of kin? You don't think he needs to see a doctor? Well, of course he does, but he shouldn't be walking anywhere. I can call an ambulance. Yeah, please. I can drive him over. It's too dangerous for him to walk. Can, can you put his feet up? He'll be more comfortable. Hello? There can be a lot of things in a police station, but comfortable ain't one of them. 20, 25 minutes. That long? He's not in critical danger. I'd like to ask him a few questions. Of course. Don't you think he's been interrogated enough? Uh, just because he can't walk the walk doesn't mean he can't talk to... T- <laughs> okay, that was real. I'm sorry. It's a form of Tourette's. Miss? This uniform... Where did you find him? Two kids dropped him off at the station. Why? It's a Sujni uniform. Rank of general. 
General? Well, I didn't mean to demote you to sergeant, friend. This isn't a joke. Sorry? A Sujini general, detective. That's like someone walking in here dressed in a Nazi uniform. A Nazi uniform? Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do I feel like the odd man out here? You know what she's talking about? I just think comparing a civil war to the Third Reich yeah, is a bit much... live in the Anitz? I'm sorry? You're not from Lavinia? No. Not a lot of people know our country even exists, let alone our history. Yeah, but this guy's like Google in real life. And there's nothing civil about genocide. Look, I... I wasn't trying to... I'm not an expert, by any means. I read The Economist, and I have a colleague who's from there who explained it to me once, and he called it a civil war. <sighs> I bet he did. So the uniform is from the war? Okay, what does this mean? Nichuvi Nichurachi. Sounds like I won't tell you anything. I guess it bears out the torture theory. Ask him for his name. Katuse Zavite. Voshenime. Not the talkative type, I guess. Gosh, I'm glad we waited for a translator. Ask him if he knows the two kids who brought him in. He says he doesn't know. Tell him we want to help him, but we need to know who he is first. He doesn't want to say his name. What did he say? He doesn't believe I want to help him. That's all he said? Yes, why? Just seemed like there was more than that. How long has he been in Canada? He's asking if I'm a Sujni or a Desni. Those are the two ethnic groups? Let me guess. He's Sujni and you're... Desni. Whoa! Christ, I won't have any of that. Do you hear me? I will not have you threatening people. I'm sorry about that. He hasn't been violent at all. It's fine. I don't like this sudden change in attitude. It may be a mental health issue. I don't get the sense that he's cray-cray. If we believe what his uniform says... You're assuming it's his. It fits him perfectly. You understand that every high-ranking Sujni officer is wanted by Interpol. If he's one, now, hold we... on. Just because he's wearing a There's uniform. There's a tattoo as Say well. Again? Excuse me? All Sujni officers have a tattoo above their heart. Cerberus holding a knife. Look, if it's not there... If it's not there, I won't say another word about it. Can you ask him to unbutton his jacket? The legality of all this is... questionable. I'm just saying, once a lawyer, always a lawyer. Please. Nalimvas. What's a Cerberus? It's a three-headed dog. Well, let me guess, Latin. Greek, I think. What about having a plain old English? <sighs> it's tattooed over the heart so they never lose courage in battle. I'm wishing I'd stayed home for this shift. Now, hold on. You're saying this old man is... what, exactly? The uniform, the tattoo, the attitude? Yes. Look, all I know is that high-ranking Sujni officers are wanted for war crimes. Yeah, but he's an old man. The war was 22 years ago. 
I don't know. Can't you look it up on the Interpol database or whatever? I thought you were an expert. I don't have access here. I'd have to... Look, I got two kids waiting for me at home, so please don't make me go on a wild goose chase. I don't know exactly who he is, okay? But there's only a handful of people he could be. Janimovir Ilich, the Black Wolf, Yorai Plamen, Kazimir Mistyov, the Red Knight, Yosef Zibrilovo, the Butcher. What was the last one? Yosef Zibrilovo? What is his nickname? The Butcher. What? It was around his neck. Son of a bitch. Now hold on. Anyone could have put that around his neck and dressed him up in that uniform. Everything you're saying is circumstantial. You can't convict a man over a piece of... Uh, jewelry. Look, I, I, I don't know what's what, but you may be out of your depth here, Mr. Barnes. Maybe you should get this gentleman a real lawyer. I thought you were a lawyer. He's well, a copyright lawyer. Yes. What is a copyright lawyer doing here? I don't answer to you. He had his business card on him. How do you know him? I don't. So he just happened to have your business card? Yeah, we kind of went through this already. I don't care if you do or don't. So much for the Christmas spirit, then. But this isn't funny! Miss, at this point, I ain't going to be home with my kids until the new year because of the paperwork this entire effing evening is going to generate. So trust me when I say I ain't laughing. Don't you realize who you have here? I don't know anything, actually. There's no proof of anything exactly. in terms of this man's identity. You think this is all, what, a fluke? All we know is that he's an old man who. I want to know who he was 20 years ago. Does it mean nothing to you that he's been tortured? Of course. But why do you care so much about a guy you've never seen before? I'm a lawyer. But you're not his lawyer. Yeah, that question's been bugging me too, Mr. Barnes. Look... I appreciate that you're a nurse translator, whatever, no offence. But in the short span of time you've been here, he's gone from being a victim to a war criminal. What is she saying? I've no idea. Wait, now, what is he saying? Nothing nice. I'm sorry, but you can't go around accusing someone of being a war criminal. It's a matter of principle. You're right. Right. Well, there you go. This could just be some guy who happens to speak Lavinian, who happens to be wearing a general's uniform, who happens to have the Sujni tattoo, and who happens to be wearing a butcher's hook. Wouldn't want to jump to any conclusions. I'm sure these arguments all make sense in your head, but from a legal standpoint, it's all hearsay and conjecture. Let's Google them. Zabrilovo. That's an idea. Okay. D-Z-I-B-R-I-L... So slow down. D-Z-I-B-R-I-L-O-V-O. -I -I Not exactly a phonetic language, is it? Joseph Z... What she said, known as the Butcher. She's not making that part up. Are there photographs of him? Hold on. Well, fuck me. It looks like him, doesn't it? Nope. See? What? It doesn't? I'm sorry, it doesn't look like him. It looks like him. What? The features are similar, I'll grant you. Similar? Look, yes, okay, it looks a little bit like me. It, it's not... 
That's not so crazy if you take into account that my family's from Lavinia. So you lied to me? No, I didn't lie. You said your parents were from Birmingham. My adoptive parents, yes. Oh, so you weren't de facto lying. I left the country when I was very young. You're related to him? With third or fourth cousin, something like that. I met him once when I was a kid, I think. So this is Joseph Zibri... Zibrirovo. Yes. Look, I don't think that he's... Don't you dare. Let me finish. I will not. If it's Will you him, shut up? The two of you are giving me a headache. Let him finish, will you? All I'm saying is that I know he was a soldier in the war. I don't know if he was high-ranking or not. A general, not, but, actually. Well, maybe. That's not my point. He ran a concentration camp where... Allegedly. Excuse me? He's accused of that crime, not convicted of it. Spoken as a true patriot. Spoken as a lawyer, actually. And was it as a lawyer that you were so insistent on driving him to the hospital yourself? I don't think you'd have ever seen them again, Detective. Is that true? It is not. He's in danger here. Here? In a police station? There is a group of... of... People. They call themselves the Furioji, the Furies. Duh! Furioji sumi krobeli vubuni serisu, tikachi sumi loshi shi lovely dianime, vendeliama nesachem se. What's he saying? That he was kidnapped and tortured. You and I are going to have a long chat about your definition of truth. I was scared for him, okay? The Furioji? They're a death squad that tracks down Sojni leaders. So they're the ones who dropped them off here. That, that's what doesn't make any sense. When the Furioji catch you, they kill you. They aren't interested in justice. They want revenge. He shouldn't be alive. They've never let anyone go or handed anyone over to be tried. Uh, what did they ask you? Ted Suvoni, uh, what's the word for interrogate? Vispitevity. Ted Suvoni Vispitevili. I'm rusty. Oh, hold on. He just said they were asking about our neighbor, Yuri. Yes, but he's not finished. That's an exact translation? Word for word. Mr. Barnes, one more lie from you, and I will arrest you for obstruction. Okay, wait, I'm confused. Our neighbor, not my neighbor... Hour, meaning both of you lived in the same house. I'm sure it was just an Nah, uh The whole cousin thing wasn't really jiving for me anyway. So he's what? Your father? Your uncle? Father. I thought his two children died in a car accident before the war. My mother and sister did. They bought a corpse at the morgue and passed it off as my own. I was shipped off to England... I was told he was dead. This is the first time I've seen him in 25 years. Merry Christmas. Or whatever. I guess someone figured it was time for a family reunion. Of course. What? Yuri. They were asking him about Yuri. He was my fixer. The only person who knows... Did 
Detective, you have to protect me. Okay, calm down. What the hell is going on? The Furyoji. They're not looking for him. They're looking for me. Friend, you're in a police station. Take it easy. You don't understand who you're dealing with. Okay, okay, slow down. I said no one's going anywhere. We wanted to be 100% sure, of course. But now that you've confirmed it, it's a pleasure to finally meet you, Marco Zibrilovo. Miss, I'm gonna ask you... Gentlemen, there seems to be some confusion about who has the upper hand here. I'll say. Now for the last time. June 13th, 2001. May 3rd, 2007. How? What's wrong with you? Those are my kids' birthdays. Erin Lamb, grade 8 at Corselet Public School. Her best subject is math, and she's partial to red shoes. Iris is in the first grade, and her best friend is a shy Korean girl named Sunny. She was over last weekend and made chocolate chip cookies. Isn't that right? So you see, this isn't amateur hour. Lower your gun, detective. Daniel? Tell Detective Lamb where you and your men are parked right now. We're in front of 109 Grandview Street. Pine tree and yard is decorated with blue lights. You are not the target, detective. My colleague is listening, and as long as you do as I say and Daniel continues to hear my voice, neither your daughters nor your wife will be harmed. You have my word. Your gun, please. Don't do this. I'm sorry, but... Please! This is my family! Lock the door. Keys. Take my backpack. Put your phones in there, both of you. Take it from him, detective. Unplug that phone. Now, one of you may be tempted to yell for help or call attention to our little get-together. Let me be clear. The only result will be that everyone in this room and at 109 Grandview will die. Understood? Understood? Good. We can keep this civilized, can't we? What do you want? It's not what I want, Marco. It's what we want. I represent the interests of many people here. Don't call me that. He calls me a Corvetina. It translates as bog donkey, but in Lavinian, it means something like a cunty whore. A wonderfully progressive people, as you can see. Your soldiers urinate on enemy corpses, like dogs marking their territory. Do we? <laughs> Why, yes, I suppose we do. But we would like to take exception to something you said earlier, about how we seek only revenge and not justice. That is not true. We seek both. Your mistake is thinking that there is a difference. That's a fine bit of sophistry, but Does it I... make you feel better to use words no one understands? All I mean... I don't care what you mean. 
We've heard the arguments, and they are always the same. We tried to do it your way, you know. During the peace talks, we submitted a list of 14 officers we wanted tried for war crimes. The West agreed, but the Sujni brokered a secret deal with them to let them leave the country. Nothing would be allowed to derail the peace process. We learned our lesson. Let me ask you a question, Marco. If you take away the scales of justice, what's left? Nothing. Wrong. She's left with her sword. Detective, would you be so kind as to handcuff our friend here to the chair? This may surprise you, Marco, but we are not interested in killing you. Your cooperation is expected, however, and force will be used if necessary. Sit down. Please, do as she says. Please. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Tie his legs with these when you're done. And take off his left shoe. Lest you find us unfair, we've decided to give your father a trial. We want him to confess to his crimes. Then together you and I will agree on a suitable punishment. You've already found him guilty of his crimes. Of course we have. But you haven't. Chilimo da Vespa Madate Zvozarci Nesonu. Such petulance. He's right. Why take part in your charade? You're going to kill us anyway. Quite the pessimist, aren't you? Everything depends on how cooperative your father is. Here's the deal, Butcher. Confess your crimes to your son and submit to our punishment, and he will live. He doesn't speak English. Oh, but he understands it, Detective. He's been a naughty boy pretending not to all this time. No, I really don't think Stop that... Stop being so naive. Now, I suppose we can't have you confess all your crimes. <laughs> we don't have that much time. So instead, there is one specific instance we want you to share. One sin that is indicative of... Well, you'll see. There was, at his camp, one particular prisoner known as the Duchess. Vavotinya. Oh, how touching. He remembers her. She died in the camp. Tell your son what you did to her. Nay. Son of a bitch understands English. Tell him. Your death warrant was signed when we found you, Butcher. That's true. But his remains... unclear at the moment. He won't give in to your tyranny. <laughs> you hear that, Butcher? The proud man, your son. A principled man. I told you not to call me that. So one last time, tell your son what you did to the Vaivotinya. All right. Our own special design. 
A combination bite stick and sound dampener. Ingenious, no? Confessions made under torture tend to be unreliable. Well, of course they are. But they're much more reliable when the subject is forced to watch a family member being tortured. I thought we talked about shouting, Marco. <coughs> Gag him. Don't do this. I'm not asking for advice. It's not right. Of course it's not right. Now gag him before I make your family the victims of a home invasion. Good boy. There were a lot of escape attempts when your father's camp first opened. He needed a way to convince prisoners that such behavior wasn't worth the risk. Executing prisoners was useless, since it was more of a blessing than being alive. He needed a deterrent that was more permanent than beatings or simple torture. Now, to be fair, his solution was rather elegant, all things considered. He severed their Achilles tendons. <laughs> Captured escapees would have to crawl around the camp until they could walk again. And when they did, they limped. Such am say. Liar! People with principles and integrity like you, Marco, are the same as the captured escapees. Everyone admires them for their courage, but so few are willing to pay the price. Your father understood that. He had a nickname for them. So is Gachi. It means those who grovel. That was part two of three of Nicholas Bion's Butcher. All three episodes are available now for download. Butcher featured Tony Napo, Andrew Musselman, John Cohenskin, and Michelle Monteith. The Toronto theatrical production was directed by Wene Bengeja and was produced by Why Not Theatre and Butcher's Block. It was presented at the Theatre Centre. Butcher received its world premiere at the 2015 Alberta Theatre Project's Playwrights Festival in Calgary, Alberta. The Lavinian language was created by Christina E. Kramer and Dragonal Obradovich. The sound editor and designer for this episode was Gregory J. Sinclair. If you haven't already, we want to take this moment to remind you to subscribe to Play Me through Apple or Google Podcasts or by going to cbc.ca forward slash playmecbc. By subscribing, you can listen to all of our past shows and you won't miss a single one of our new episodes. And while you're there, we'd love it if you would consider rating and reviewing us to help us spread the word about our podcast. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is produced by Expect Theatre in partnership with CBC Podcasts. 
For more information on our plays and artists, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.